Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to AI Audible, the new narrated article podcast from the Anfield Index podcast channel. A time for tough questions, not sympathy at Liverpool by Carl Kopak. There's usually a solace in a defeat. As the Reds trumped off the pitch at the KC Stadium this month with catcalls ringing in their ears, many of us thought that that was to be the season low, the nadir, the point at which we look back and say, well, that's where things began to change. They did not. Then came Spurs and the inevitable win. Nothing was more assured than those three points and that performance which generated them. Put this side against quality opposition, and they'll deliver the goods. Nothing surer. That was a great game, as Liverpool carved open the London side with wit, verve and targeted venom throughout. We were imperious at the back too. Tackles and blocks going in for fun. The game meant something, and when the game means something, we show up. And then, Leicester. It had to be Leicester. No league goal in 2017. A striker with no strikes. A sacked manager who is their most successful ever, and the fans on the point of revolt. Enter a nice old dependable Liverpool, your charity team for Leicester in need. A nice breakaway, time to look at a few things and recharge the batteries. Yep, it's the same old song. Vardy leaves one in on Mane to make it clear that they want, need, this win after the worst PR week in their history. Ordinarily, a superior side would roll their shoulders and prepare to get their shirts dirty if that's how they want to play it. But this is Liverpool. We didn't. We panicked and we waited for the inevitable fuck-up at the back. Lucas and Matip duly obliged. 1-0. This was all part of the common Liverpool script. What tends to happen next is the emergence of a stung Liverpool, who battled gamely on for an hour or so and take a point or a narrow defeat. We didn't even have that last night. Instead, Leicester, scenting blood, kept coming and coming. Drinkwater made it 2-0 and our lads shrugged. One of those nights. At least there will be a bollocking at halftime and we'll see some stuggets in the second half. No. Emery is a centre-back again. Who knew? The left of a three and thus the other side of the field from where he shipped five goals in 45 minutes at Stoke and had to go off. We all knew what was coming. Across from the left... He doesn't get up, and it's three. We get one back, one from a school of beautiful goals no one will ever see again. So maybe this is the wake-up call. I tentatively check my betting app of choice to see what odds are in a Liverpool win at this stage. 33-1. to Tempting. I give it two minutes before closing the app down and shaking my head at such 
ludicrous optimism. If anything, the performance at 3-1 is even worse. There is just a chance, the tiniest chance, that Leicester might remember that they're just a little bit shit and cave in. We'll never know. We pass it around the box for a bit and shoot into the stands. Full-time, 3-1. The manager says it isn't good enough. What else is he supposed to say? Not long after the game finishes with Reds around the world still spitting venom at screens or heading wearily to traffic jams on the 6 motorway, we announce the arrival of Peter Moore, our new chief executive, who will replace Ian Eyre. The timing is awful, but I have sympathies here. Let's be clear about this. Communications are not done on an ad hoc basis. They don't sit around in the office and tap their watches before deciding the exact moment to send out press releases. They're not stupid. They're hardly going to think, right, what will piss them off next? You can criticise the club all you want, and I intend to here, but they're not going to deliberately choose an hour after the worst performance of the season to tell us about a new broom. I'm no expert, but I imagine that, as he's a major director coming over from a large company, the stock exchange must be informed, and the club wanted to be the ones to announce it rather than EA Sports. Sometimes timings are just unfortunate. But back to the pitch. It's safe to say that our priorities have changed. In October, we were looking at that elusive league title. At Spurs, that had changed to a top four finish. Now we're looking at being overtaken by Everton and Man United. That's not just a fall from grace. That's jumping off a cliff into a black hole. So, how did this happen? From 6-1 at home to Watford to being the second best on the pitch. And only then, that was because there were only two teams out there. From Mercurial to Merd. The explanations are obvious. Sadio Mane, Henderson, etc. But surely it goes deeper than that. I'd like to ask some questions. We have a tired midfielder at left back. If the manager's given up on Moreno as a defensive player and thinks his talents lie further up the field, why is there no cover whatsoever for Milner? He's been great this season, no complaints. But he's also been 31 and knackered. If the decision was made to bomb out Sacco months ago, and it's one I applaud, that'll be a relief to Jurgen, I bet, why hasn't there been a contingency plan for when the Matip Lovren access goes foot? I love Lucas, but playing him in a high line against Vardy is stupid. Yes, stupid. Sorry if that's heresy. If we have defenders on the bench, why would we put Emre in a back three, a position where he's never been comfortable? What's Clavin done to be relegated behind a central midfielder? What does Firmino have to do to be subbed? And they were all poor, but we might as well have had a barrage balloon playing up front last night. Where are the tackles when things go wrong? Where are the bookings? If a Liverpool side is getting battered, I want to see frustration and anger, not a mild acceptance. Where is the anger, the passion, the balls? We're all emotional after defeat, but this isn't just a one-off. We've seen this performance before. No, we've seen this season before. That steady, linear tale of promise, beauty and glory, followed by shrugs, winces, and a promise through the media that we'll improve. Fuck that. And fuck this. I don't want to hear from the players or manager before the Arsenal game. I don't want to read the words, rallying cry or owe it to the fans. I want to see a reaction. A proper one. I want to see Granite Xhaka kicked in the air in the first minute. I want better than this. Maybe it's our fault. We build up people too much. Jurgen Klopp is human and can be as blind as the rest of us. 
The continual use of a 4-3-3, the use of a false nine who lacks consistency. Don't get me wrong, on his day he's unplayable, but there are days when he's an empty shirt. And some maddening substitutions tell us that he's not immortal. He's the man for the job, but can we stop the deification and this ludicrous talk of you don't understand Klopp if you're looking for emergency January signings? Maybe I don't understand him. But I do understand bland seasons. I know what watching a good position fall through our fingers looks like. You can dress it up as much as you like. A fourth to sixth place finish is failure. And this is one of our own doing. This is not the time for an arm around the shoulder. This is not the time for Liverpool to be casting rueful glances at each other. Nor is it a time for we go again. We always fucking go again. And then we stop. This is a time to stand up and ask what we want. And if we're up for the job. Do we have the stomach for this fight? Or is it just a lot of bluster around the big games while the bottom 10 clubs take points from us? I'm delighted that the manager said that everyone is playing for their places because three or four aside, I'd happily replace them if we ever get around to buying someone. The honeymoon period is over, Liverpool. We can sing your name and make you feel good, but we need more from you. And capitulating once you go a goal down is not a strong characteristic. It's the act of a side who believe it's better than it is. Big wins or no big wins. The honeymoon is over, lads. Long over. You would think from my perch here in beautiful rural Ireland that I would have the peace and quiet to do this job and read these pieces completely unbothered. But there seems to be a concerted effort for traffic to annoy me this evening, so hopefully you didn't hear too much over and back. And it didn't take away from the effect of Carl's words, which as ever make perfect sense to anyone who wants to read them. Amidst all the anger, I think there were a few of us who felt this mixture of, look, I love you, but uh, type feelings. Um, and I can relate 100% to this frustration with the lack of fight. And I've, I've heard it before. I've heard people try to counterbalance this and counteract it by saying, look, they're professional footballs. How dare you say that they don't have fight or whatever. Well, you know, none of those guys did last night. None of them. It was horrendous to behold and it took a grip of the entire team. And I'll argue that till the cows come home with anybody who would like to put a counterpoint to me. And it's dispiriting and it's just very worrying because like I said in the piece that I wrote recently this is supposed to be the key motivator in European football he is he's one of the best and we have in theory a bunch of excellent footballers but there's something missing there's a disconnect somewhere and whatever it is like Carl I've complete faith in Klopp getting it right but I also think that it's absolutely fair to say that he needs to wear the responsibility hat here and say, yeah, you know what, I got that wrong, because the selection could be seen as vaguely bananas, actually. And when it was not working, and God, was it not working from minute one, you would imagine something, maybe something reactive might have happened. But we don't have that at the moment, and we don't have players that seem to be able to impose themselves. And, you know, I saw, I think it was uh, Marco um, Lopez tweeting today about the lack of quality in the Liverpool squad. And that's a concern as well, because there are teams who are, in theory, lesser squads, who have better collections of players. There's a lot to be done. And as Carl says, the honeymoon is very, very much over now. We've been teased, kicked in the face, teased a little more, 
got her head stood on there last night. So I'm not up for being the little happy lapdog. I need these guys, like Carl says, to prove something to me. And if they don't, then as far as I'm concerned, a huge amount of them can head for the door. And I won't really give a crap because it's this club that I want to see doing well. I do think Klopp's the man to do it. But Christ, the lack of fight in those guys. Something needs to give or something needs to click. And between now and the end of the season, I don't care how we win. I just want to win. In fact, if it's ugly and we're getting aggressive and there's guys getting sent off left, right and centre again, as it says in the piece, I'll take that because at least it's a show of some sort of concern or care, the kind of thing that's been missing in recent weeks. Thank you for listening to AI Audible. You can read this episode's article along with many others on AnfieldIndex.com. You can download our AI channel app on iOS and Android. And you can find all our AI Audible episodes on Twitter at AI Audible and on AnfieldIndex.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.